Amen. Do you know what? There's so much power when we pray. We just, every single week, I just see, recently I've seen an acceleration in prayers answered. Um, And even just insignificant little ones, like um, my daughter, she does dance. We've got a girl in the in the dance office that that has seen answered prayers, like a bit of a chain of answered prayers. And anyway, she said to me last week, she's like, the end of last week, she's like, Amaya's costume still isn't here. She's like, you better do that praying thing that you do. <laughs> I'm like, no worries. Um, and then Amaya was talking about it on the Monday, and I'm like, do you know what, babe? We just need to pray. It'll be fine. We'll just pray. It'll be here. So we prayed, and like next day, it arrives. And you might say, well, that's just a coincidence. But I feel like there's so many, so many stories like that every week. Um, And, you know, believing with different people for different things, and then just seeing it come to pass as we agree and pray together. So I want to encourage you, when you're together with other believers, pray. If you've got a problem, pray about it, because the Lord wants to move. The Lord's real, God's real, and he can do more in one second than we can do in one day, right? (laughs) More in one day than we can do in one year. More in one year than we can do in our whole lifetime. So let's keep praying. All right, today, um, I usually um, spend some time with the Lord on a Tuesday, and I just ask him what he wants to talk about, and I went into Tuesday with a plan. I was like, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. I feel like I know where we're going. And as I sat with him, he's like, Naomi, I want you to ask the church three questions. So I feel like he's just like, he's like, no, you're not going to talk about that. This is what I want you to talk about. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I feel like we have some questions that the Lord wants to ask us today. Um, And it's pretty simple. And the amazing thing about the gospel is it's simple, isn't it? It's really simple. And sometimes we just complicate things. So um, we have some questions from the Lord. Um, Because in this season, I feel like there's multiple things that we could be giving our time and attention to. Is that recording on? Are we recording? Awesome. I didn't think it mattered if we recorded and then our recorder broke and I've had people from all over saying, where is the uploads? What's going on? 25,000 people have listened in to our church services, which is like, I was like, what? That's crazy. Crazy. Um, So like, we bless you, Podcast World. We bless everyone listening. Um, Our vision is to be a church that looks like Jesus, feels like a family, impacts the world with the gospel. And there are people in different countries tuning in to what we're talking about here. There's people all over Australia that tune in. Like I get messages from other people saying, thank you so much for sharing that. That was really spoken to me. So um, like, yes, we're, we're doing it. It might seem like sometimes we're not making a difference, but there is a difference. So, okay, so that was a little sidetrack. Um, Three questions the Lord is asking believers all over, not just us, but any believer. Number one, what are you watching? What are you watching? Number two, what are you thinking? 
What are you thinking? And number three, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, so number one, what are you watching? We're going to look at Matthew 14, 22. And this is a well-known story um, in the Gospels. It's of Jesus. Um, a well-known story. And let's just read Matthew 14 and verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. So this is just after Jesus has fed the 5,000. So he's just multiplied food. He's fed 5,000 men plus women and children. So lots and lots of people. He's told, he's fed them all. The disciples are like, oh my gosh, he just fed people with two fish and five loaves of bread. Um, he's amazing. And so he sends the disciples off to go on the, on the boat and cross the, the river. And he spends time dismissing the people. This blows my mind that he didn't want help with this. But he dismisses 5,000 people. I can imagine Jesus being like, it's been so nice hanging with you. You need to go home now before it gets dark. Imagine him just like being so personable and going around and, and I don't know, just chatting with people and saying, off you go now, it's time to go home. Um, and then he goes to pray. He's just done an amazing miracle. He sent his guys off and then he goes to spend time with the Lord. I, I, that blows my mind too because I'm like, man, you are so filled with God. You just made food come out of nothing. Food come out of thin air and you're still going to spend more time with God. You still want to go pray. There's a lesson in that for us. Verse 24, but... The boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch, watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. Take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. Verse 28, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. We can get so familiar with this story. But Peter, he started off so well. Man, sometimes we don't give him enough credit he started off so well. He saw Jesus operating in the miraculous and he had the faith to boldly declare, hey Jesus, if it's you, command me to come out on the stormy sea and I'll do what you're doing. Whoa, 
Talk about faith. That's, that's incredible. Um, and he had the boldness to step out of the boat onto water and do what no human has ever done before except for Jesus. Isn't that incredible? Absolutely incredible. Mind-blowing, right? In the middle of the storm, mind you, right? I want to say this. You can do the impossible when your focus and your attention is on Jesus and you are being obedient to his command. You can do the impossible when your focus and attention is on Jesus and you're being obedient to his command. Verse 30 says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. One little tiny verse. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. Who can blame him? He was walking on the water in the middle of a stormy sea, right? It's such a small thing. But Peter's focus when he stepped out of the boat was Jesus. And just for a second, he saw the wind. For just a second, his focus went from Jesus, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the miracle worker, the water to wine changer, the food multiplier, the healer, the walk on water, anything is possible, Jesus, right? That's what he was thinking when he stepped out of the boat. This is the Son of God and I can trust him and I can do all things because he's telling me to come. So he had his focus there, but then there's a storm and the, it's loud and the wind. And he just, he just for a second, he was, he was looking at Jesus and then for a second he's like, oh my gosh. Look at the waves. Listen to them. And here I am standing out in the middle of the freaking ocean. And what came in? Doubt. What are you watching right now? What are you watching? Where is your focus? What are you giving your attention to? Because what you set your eyes on will determine your destination. It will determine your path. And if you're watching the wrong thing, if your focus and your attention are not on Jesus, doubt will probably be there. Fear will be there. And you could actually miss what he wants to do in your life and in this hour by simply just having your focus just a little bit off. What's God saying to you today? Do you even know? Have you gazed in his direction or is your focus and attention elsewhere? I'm so inspired by Peter's faith, but I'm also so determined to learn from his mistake. 
As soon as he shifted his focus, his gaze and attention from Jesus, fear came in. As soon as he looked at the problem, the circumstances, the storm, fear came in. And it happened so quickly. It doesn't mean we ignore things that are going on. We don't like stick our fingers in our ears and be like, la, la, la. I'm going to pretend there's nothing there. I'm not saying that. We don't live in denial, but our attention is not ever on the problem. It's always fixed on Jesus because he is the answer. Jesus is the answer, full stop, every time. Jesus is the answer. And in this season, I love the word that Sam shared today because it confer- I felt like it confirmed the word that the Lord had given me. Um, but, you know, she talked about blinkers, but, but if your head's downcast and you've got blinkers on, you're, all you're seeing is the ground. <laughs> can't see anything else. In this season, we need to have our, blink- our Jesus blinkers on. We need to have our, our eyes fixed on him, no matter what comes at us, no matter what we're going through. And we need to be doing what the Father tells us to do. And just remember, the devil is a jerk. Let's just say that outright. The devil's a jerk. 1 Peter 5.8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Like we, we actually need to like be aware there is an adversary and he, he doesn't want you to be living a victorious, powerful Christian life. He doesn't want you to have your eyes on Jesus because he knows that then you'll become an overcomer and you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness, right? So he loves to find Christians who have moved their focus from Jesus and don't, don't worry, he will be there with distraction, with sin, with doubt, with fear, whatever he can throw at you, he'll throw, throw it at you and it will probably hit the mark if your eyes are not fixed on Jesus. It takes intentionality to live that way. We don't want to miss what God is doing in this hour because we're focused on the wrong thing. Have you ever been driving... Who drives here? Most of us. Something catches your eye, you're like, and then all of a sudden you're like drifting on the other side of the road. Let's not be those people. My kids are always like, hey, mom, look at this. Just just look for a second. I'll be like, no. <laughs> I'm looking at the road because I know as soon as I like, my husband would say, Naomi, you're a terrible driver. But <laughs> I'm not a terrible driver because I keep my eyes on the road. just remember every time you're driving eyes on Jesus eyes on Jesus eyes on Jesus Colossians 3 1 to 2 the passion translation Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too can I get an amen? amen this is why we are to yearn for all that is above for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power honor and authority Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. It's a good scripture, isn't it? 
You should write that one down and read it every day this week and ask the Lord questions. God, show me. Show me you sitting in heaven, seated, enthroned in the place of all power, honour and authority. Help me to feast on the, tr- on the treasures of the heavenly realm. God, fill my thoughts with heavenly realities. And God, am I distracted by the natural realm? Is there things that are distracting? I talked to the Lord about this and I let him like get his little scalpel out and, and cut, cut them off. I'm like, get rid of them because it's just so easy to fall into being distracted because we live in a world that's full of distractions and, and we're humans and it's nice sometimes to be distracted but it's not beneficial for us, right? The second question the Lord wants to ask, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Craig Groeschel writes in his book, uh, he's put a book out recently, Winning the War in Your Mind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. It's a great book. I recommend you read it, especially if you want to get on top of renewing your mind. It's a great, great read. But he says, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Wow. That's like a knife. Hey, we need to be careful about what we're thinking about, what we're meditating on, because our life will be moving in that direction. Romans 12 verse 2, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As Christians, we need to learn to rewire our brains according to the truth of God's word. And that's a whole nother teaching. We could do a whole series on how do you renew your mind. But very simply... Firstly, we need to feast on the Word of God. Yeah? I feel like a bit of a like broken record, but we need to feast on the Word of God, right? The Word of God is the truth. Your feelings aren't the truth. The cult, what culture says is not the truth. Not what Auntie Mary says. Not what the greatest pastor in the world says. Like, the Bible. We need to read it for ourselves and take it in and ask the Lord questions and chew on it and meditate and think about it and talk about it, ask questions, read books. It's like you need to get the Word of God into you because otherwise in this season you will get deceived. I won't even just say you might get deceived. You will. If you are not rooted and grounded in the Word of God, you will get off track. Your eyes will move from Jesus and you will you set yourself as a target to be deceived. So that's really strong. But we need to be we need to be in the Word. I'm telling myself, I preach this to myself every day when I don't feel like reading the Word. I'm like, no, Naomi, get in the Word of God. It is good for you. (sighs) The Word of God needs to be the final authority of your life. And 
As believers in Australia, we have amazing access to the Word of God. Let's not take it for granted. The number one way you renew, renew your mind is by reading the Bible and becoming what you read. And if you don't understand it, then you ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And you just say, God, I don't understand this because it's a relationship, right? And so you say, can you please teach me about this? He loves to teach us. Yeah, he's a good father. And if you ask for wisdom, he will give you wisdom. If you seek for truth, if you, if you seek and ask him, he will tell you. Yeah, he's good. Second way to um, renew your mind is focus on your relationship with God by having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Not just when you pray, but when you go about your day. So yes, I will pray in the morning and I'll like, I'll spend time in the morning and I always start with my cup of tea and the Word of God and then I'll, I'll pray while I'm reading the Word and then I'll spend some time in prayer just like praying for whatever. It looks different every day because it's a relationship and I'm talking to a living God. So it's different every time, right? But then as I go through the day, I process my life as it happens with the Lord, right? So when I'm driving in the car, when I'm, you know, interacting in, in any setting, I'll be asking him questions, Um. You know, if I'm feeling heavy, I'll be like, God, I'm feeling heavy. What is this? What's going on? Why do I feel this way? In my sense, is it, is it me? Do I feel heavy? Do I have some stinking thinking going on right now? Or, or am I sensing something in the atmosphere? How do you want me to pray? Do you want me to do anything about that? Right? So in worship, I was sensing like, like just like, oh, this feels hard. God, what do you say about that? And he said, shake it off. So I'm like, okay, shake it off. Let's do something about that. Let's activate that. Um, and and I, heard, I felt a shift. I don't know if you guys just felt a shift, like bang, because we asked the Lord a question and we just did what he said. Okay, so that's available to all of us every single moment of every day. That's why Jesus shed his blood so that we can talk to him and, and have the God of the universe living in us, giving us wisdom and direction all the time. But the problem is we just don't ask him enough questions. We don't engage with him enough. He's just waiting for us to engage with him. Isn't that great? So I'll go through my day. What's really going on, Lord? What's your perspective on this? What's your heart for this person? What do you want me to do here? How should I respond to this message that I just got? Someone's freaking out. How do you want me to respond to this? Um, I'm, I'm thinking or feeling like ripping this person's head off, but I just read my Bible this morning that I need to put off anger. Can you please help me? Right? There are some frank conversations with the Lord. I have kids. They make dumb choices. Like, I'm in the world too. Like, every day. There, you know, there is times when I'll feel things and I'm like, that is not a fruit of the Spirit. So God, what would you like me to do about this right here? Because I want to look like you in everything I do and in everything I say, right? 
then like, is there a better way I could, could have parented my child in that moment? Father, what are you praying over this situation or, purpose, or person? I'll go home after church and I'll sit with him and I'll say, Father, this is your church. Tell me what just went on. Is there anything I could have done better? You, those interactions that I had, can I do that better? Because I, I want to be a good steward of what the Lord's given me. Does that make sense? So everything that you do in your job, ask him questions. When you don't know what to do, ask him. Yeah? And, and if you've got bad thinking, he'll correct you, especially when you position your heart in a place of God. What do you say about this? Lots of times I'll be like, God, what do you say about this? And he will tell me to do something that is opposite the flesh, totally opposite. And I'll be like, but God, that's not fair. And he's like, you overcome evil with good. Oh, man, I could tell you some stories about overcoming evil with good and forgiving when people don't deserve it and when it's not fair. Keeping my mouth shut because love covers doesn't, yeah, there's a whole thing there. I'm not going to go down there. <sighs> um, and the third one, I'm, I'm just doing like a really, there are lots of tools that I can give you to learn to renew your mind. Um, we're not going to do that today because there's not enough time. But the third way to renew your mind is replace lies with truth. So if you're hearing a lie, then it's like, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? I'm hearing this. I know it's not true because I read my Bible today and it's telling me who I am. And so when I, when I feel condemned, when I feel whatever it might be, what's the truth, Lord? Because I've been reading my Bible, he'll probably quicken a scripture, right? And then I can be like, thank you, Lord. That's the truth about me. And, and you align yourself with the truth. All right. It's a relationship. And the more I talk to God and the more I ask him questions, the more I hear him and the more my mind is renewed to the way that he thinks. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? It happens through what? Relationship with the Lord. So what are you filling your minds with? What are you meditating on? What's the narrative inside your head? What lies are you believing and partnering with? What's the truth you can replace those with? The, like, you can't possibly answer all these questions sitting in your chair right now. This is like a message that you take home and you get in a quiet place and you just ask the Lord these questions. Okay, this should be, coming to church, it should be like, oh, you know, I've had some truth illuminated or I've been stirred up because I've been with the believers and I've heard testimony, I've been worshipping Jesus and beholding him, I've felt the Spirit of God ask me something. The pastor's talking about a scripture that I was meditating on. I need to go home and keep talking to the Lord about that because the more you, you talk to him, the more he'll reveal, yeah? So... Go home, talk to him. Philippians 4 verse 8, it's a, great, it's a great benchmark for our minds. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, 
whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Catch them. Catch those thoughts when they come in. Put it against that list. Whoa, there's lots of thoughts that shouldn't be coming into our head, right? The third thing, the third question, what am I doing? What am I doing? When someone has their focus fixed on Jesus and they're renewing their mind according to the truth, it looks like something. Amen? It, it looks like something. It looks like them doing what God has asked them to do. It looks like Jesus coming out of them because that is what they are filled with. They are watching Jesus. They are thinking about Jesus and his ways. So they are being about his business every single day. John 5, 19 to 20, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. You are alive for a specific purpose. You all need to say that. I am alive for a specific purpose. It is not an accident that you are here in Darwin right now. It is not an accident that you have the job you have or you're in the university you're in or the school or you're mothering the children or fathering the children you are. It is not an accident, right? And God, man, he has given you gifts and talents to use so that the world can see that he is real. All right? You don't have to be um, a pastor of a church to be serving the Lord. No, you know, we are all called to serve the Lord in every sphere of society and, and leak him out everywhere. We're called to impact every single every single environment that we're in. If you're a business owner, you are called to like dominate that place. Carla, Sam, anyone else I don't know about, but you are called, Sarah, you're called to dominate that space. Jesus is in you. He will give you wisdom and strategy. Amen? You're called to bring the kingdom there. If you're a school teacher, man, you're called to bring the kingdom. You're called to speak life. You're called to like call out destinies over kids. Ah, so exciting. Every, for every single person. And all of us, as we go about our lives, as we go to the shops, as we drop kids off to school, as we just do life, we're a walking billboard for the gospel. We're a walking billboard of hope. People need what you have. Water park, perfect example, Keely. Just connecting with someone. Man, she's got answers for that lady. It's Jesus. It's so good. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you and that is the hope of God being manifested on the earth. That's how you've got to remind yourself of that. God's in me every day. Look in the mirror. God's in me. God's going to do something today to manifest his goodness and his glory in the earth. He's going to use me because I'm available and I've got my eyes fixed on Jesus in my mind. I'm thinking about the things that he's thinking about and I'm doing what he's telling me to do. Fire. Yes. Come on. So are you doing what God has called you to do or are you distracted? Because it's really easy to get busy doing lots of things that aren't actually what the Lord's called you to do. So question again for, the, for you to ask the Lord. This is the time for Christians, the church of Jesus, to rise and shine. It really is. The world has gone mad. <laughs> Let's just say... The world's gone mad. And if we're not careful, we can look as crazy and as mad as the world. It's true. So we need to get our acts together. And we need to be careful with our focus, our thoughts, and what we do. What is God doing in this season? It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's got nothing to do with that stuff. He wants to see people come into relationship with him. He wants to save every single person, every single one. The will of God is that no one should perish, but everyone come to a knowledge of the truth and be taken from darkness to light. That's the will of God. What is he doing? He's taking people that are broken and making them whole. He's taking people that are unloved and giving them intimate connection with the God who created them, with perfect love. God wants to move like never before. There are prophecies over Australia. There are prophecies over the world that this is like, it's go time. It's go time. And we don't want to be so busy Focus on the wrong thing, that we miss what God wants to do, that we miss those little instructions, that we miss the, the, Pastor Catherine talks about them as dinner bells, the Lord ringing dinner bells. We don't want to miss that because God wants to move and he's going to move through you, through me. He wants to release his miracle working power. He wants to see people saved, healed, delivered, set free. He wants to use you to set people free from demons. Isn't that crazy? So let's keep our focus on him. Let's be really intentional. Eyes on Jesus. Focus on him. Renewing our mind. Talking to him all day, all the time. And and being obedient to those little tiny whispers. to To those little... I just felt like I should have talked to that person. I I felt like I should have prayed for that lady. Be bold. Now is the time to be bold. Now is the time to step out. You cannot fail if Jesus is in you. You cannot fail if love is your motivation. Because love never fails. It's good preaching right there. 
Amen. We might just like, mic drop, thank you very much, that'll do. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that'll do. You cannot fail. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's good, eh? All right. Let's pray. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you that you're real. (laughs) God, you're real. And you love to talk to your people. You love to ask us questions. You love us engaging with your heart. Holy Spirit, wake us all up. Help us to hear. Help us to hear you. Help us to have our, have our eyes firmly fixed on you, Jesus. Help us to renew our minds according to the truth. Help us to be people who are, who are deeply rooted and grounded in the word of God. Guard us from deception, Lord. And Father, I just pray right now that you'd fill every person afresh with your Holy Spirit. You can just put your hands out and receive by faith. We don't even have any music on right now. God's not in the music. God's real. He's here. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just pray that you'd fill every person from head to toe. Fill them afresh with your love. Fill them afresh with your power. Fill them afresh with your presence. Because, God, we want to be people of your presence. We want to be people that carry you everywhere we go. We don't want to be dry, old, crusty people that just say they believe in Jesus. We want to be filled with you. We want to be filled with you, Lord. So Holy Spirit, every single person in this room, fill them afresh with your spirit. Fill them afresh with your spirit. I pray that signs, miracles and wonders would follow those who believe. All of them. That every time they step out of the boat, that signs, miracles and wonders would follow them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're alive. You're real. And I pray that faith would rise in every heart. Faith would rise to believe for more. Thank you, Father. We can believe for more. Thank you, Lord, that every person in this room, when they step out in love, they cannot fail. When they step out in faith with their eyes on you, when they're obedient to what you're telling them to do, they cannot fail. And so, Lord, I just pray this week that your spirit would continue to speak to us, continue to grow us up, continue to help us to follow you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you and we love your presence. We love your presence, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 